Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Hi there, it's Laura Wasser. And if anyone knows how much divorce sucks, it's me. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces. Creating peace in families is how I lost my voice. From the top of the food chain all the way down to my very first case, which was my own divorce when I was 25. I wrote the book on divorce, or I wrote a book on divorce. It's called It Doesn't Have to Be That Way, How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family or Bankrupting Yourself. That book became a bestseller because it presented another option for ending a marriage, one that doesn't necessarily include lawyers and one that leaves more money in both parties' bank accounts and less animosity in their hearts. We created It's Over Easy, the one-stop breakup divorce resource online with the same principles in mind. So welcome to the Divorce Sucks podcast, where we talk about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hey everyone, welcome to Divorce Sucks, and in particular, the Sunny Side Up Report. I'm Laura Wasser. I'm Johnny Rains. Good morning. And we're really excited to be here today. Our guest is Kate Hudson. We will get to her in a moment, but in the meantime, for the Sunny Side Up Report, we want to tell you what is going on in the world of divorces, breakups, new chapters. Our first article is one of my favorite publications, The Mirror UK. (laughs) Abusive husband tried to gas wife to death when she said she wanted a divorce. Unbelievable. I know. So uh, this is by Tom Davidson. Yes. And Pepita Ridgway woke up to discover her husband, Robert, was pumping poisonous gas into the caravan where she slept. That's like a trailer. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> the trailer was uh, next to their house, so she decided to move out of the marital home into the trailer for her own safety, I suppose. And she heard a hissing sound coming from under her pillow. It was her husband trying to kill her after she'd asked him for a divorce. Um, they, they have three children together. He could have just said no. Right. Or, uh, yeah, it's just uh, not over easy, evidently. No, not for them. Well, I'm, it was almost over easy. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast does not promote the homicide of, of your spouse. No, absolutely not. Go to the website. Yeah, please. Okay. Experts share the truth behind why the divorce rate is dropping. And what, what do the experts say? I don't know. Did you read well, the you're, article? You're, yeah, I did. Okay. You're the expert, though. It says cohabitation leads to a yes or no before marriage. Um, you learn a lot about people when you finally decide to live with them, which is why Alexandra Poult, a licensed clinical social worker who specializes in therapy and divorce coaching services, says this is the main rationale behind the plummeting divorce rate. If things aren't working out in the home, couples never make it down the aisle in the first place. Yeah, I think a lot of people decide that they're going to live together, which was kind of taboo in the past and no longer is. Mm. Um, also, they say people are getting pickier. There's not as much of a rush. Right. I There's other options. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Slatkin. I just wanted to say that. A licensed clinical <laughs> professional counselor and certified imago relationship therapist says that now people are more likely to try getting help before bailing on their unions. I agree nice. that there are more options, in, in, including marrying your dog. <laughs> Divorce rates around the world, a love story. Um, This actually is a really interesting article from Psychology Today. Uh, It posted in in February, and it talks about that globally in the four decades between 1970 and 2008, the divorce rate has more than doubled from 2.6 divorces for every 1,000 married people to 5.5. Those results are average across regions of the world studied. But what we do on this show is often talk about divorces and divorce rates and divorce laws and other parts of the world, and... This gives us divorce rates for 83 categories between 1970 and 2008. And it's really, really interesting just the amount of people that get married and divorced in Kazakhstan and Cuba, the Czech Republic, Australia, Canada. Is it really that interesting what happens in Kazakhstan? It, it is to me. I mean, I, look at this. It's just all of these statistics for where people get divorced and the amounts of divorces which take place. Hmm. I'm trying to see... The fewest seems to be Sri Lanka, only 0.45. So, again, very super interesting article. Thank you so much, our friends at Psychology Today. It's interesting also to hear, you know, a different take on the divorce rate dropping. Yes. Maybe it's not dropping everywhere, not in Kazakhstan. (laughs) 
Idaho woman Amanda Lynn oh, Wagner dear. credits weight loss to the heartbreak diet. Again, our friends in the UK, Daily Mail this time. An overweight woman who was warned she may not live until the age of 30 mm. has credited her 114-pound weight loss to the heartbreak diet. Well, whatever works. I mean, they, she. There's some pictures of Amanda Lynn here before she went on that heartbreak diet. And she doesn't look like she's going to die. She oh, just looks a little fat. I think. I mean, well, th- that you ooh, could. She you looks could, better now. She could die from that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But she looks much better now. She also had uh, some of the skin removed from her abdomen. She's married to a physical trainer, and uh, they have a little lovely daughter, and she seems to be much happier now. All right. So, again, as we say often on Divorce Sucks, start your next chapter. It's not the end of the world. It's a new beginning. Yeah. Not just an end. And if your heart is breaking and you miss a couple of meals, I don't think that's the end of the world. Right. Here's my favorite, and again, this kind of loops back to our guest today. Wait, are divorced couples really vacationing together now? And this is by our friend Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Mann. Hey, Dr. Jen. Um, And she wrote this for... In style. In style. And basically, we've talked about this before. We've talked about how Gwyneth and Chris go on honeymoon, or how Gwyneth and Brad went on the honeymoon with with Chris. And um, it happens all the time. Having blended families, having more people there to love your kids and support you and support the family is great. And again, if I could go on a vacation and take one of my exes with me and be in a situation where maybe my current boyfriend and I could go to dinner and one of my exes hung out with the kids, not only would the kids get to be spending both of their time, both of their parents' time with them on an amazing vacation in an amazing venue and locale, but I don't have to bring a babysitter. Yeah, but the thing is, you are really, you know, you've become kind of like the spokesperson or the poster child for that. Dr. Jen in this article, she kind of talks about some of the challenges that people who aspire maybe to be the poster child might go through. Oh. Yeah. Like, most divorced parents are motivated by the idea that family vacations or dinners will make the kids happy. This is far from guaranteed and, in fact, can backfire, making the split even more stressful and confusing for the kids. Here's why and what you need to know before even trying this out for yourself. She does say, you know, I mean, she she references Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin, Hilary Duff and Mike Comrie, um, but she also acknowledges that many divorced families feel pressure to spend time together, do family dinners, share holidays, or even vacation together. And I know it's not easy. I will say this. It is... The most important thing in your life that your kids are well adjusted, if this is something that works for them. And some kids say, oh, I would, no, I don't want to sit there and have dinner with you and dad. But if it's important to them and if it makes them feel good and if it doesn't give them delusions of grandeur, oh, right. they're getting back together because they're having dinner. If you're doing it in a healthy, transparent way, suck it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put your kids first. Today's episode of Divorce Sucks is about family, parenting, co-parenting, and how to do it successfully when there are many different people and personalities involved. (laughs) If you're a regular (laughs) listener to this show, you know I have two sons whom I co-parent, and my key to co-parenting is to try to be as respectful as possible to my co-parents. Today, with millennials living longer before they get married and having kids without getting married, the idea of co-parenting, even when divorce is not a factor, becomes more and more common. Millennials are the generation credited with shifting the paradigm that is allegedly driving down divorce rates. But actually, I think my Gen X cohorts and some of the boomers before them may have started the disruption. My guest today has created a family in which she co-parents, and she's also the product of one such family as well. The one thing that I learned from my mom is that no matter what you're feeling and no matter what, when I see my friends talking shit about their spouses in front or their ex-spouses in front of their kids, I get so upset because... They don't recognize how much that affects their child and how resentful their child would become when they get older on, on them. So Goldie never did that. Never. Either did ever, Bunny. Bunny and Goldie. Ever spoke. <laughs> never. Never. No matter what. 
I never heard a bad word about my father. In addition to being a mother of three, she is a multi-award winning actress, a film producer, a two-time best-selling author, a fashion designer, a globally successful businesswoman, and an inspiration to millions. Kate Hudson. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> Welcome to Divorce Sucks. You just sucks. made me so tired. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. It's nice to be here. I'm excited to talk about these subjects. Yes. This is like a touchy subject, I know, for some people, but you're very brave, and as I told you, I doesn't need to be touchy, but I did want to read somewhere that you said, tell me if this quote is correct, okay. that human beings, that you don't believe that human beings na- naturally mate for life. I think that there is a monogamous gene that is that is there in some people, and some people do not have that gene. Actually, I read that. Right. In, in, okay. And it's a real thing. Right? Really? Yeah. So you have to find two I mean, people with the gene. I think that it's about what your, you know, what you want in your life and what you're willing to, you know, how you're how you're willing and and why you're willing to put up with certain things. Totally agree. And and I I just you know I I've, I am quite monogamous. I mean, contrary to my my record. <laughs> Let's put it serial monogamy. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, for me, I, I I long for the relationship that can take me the distance. Got you it. know, and I I. I I believe in it and I, I'm I'm a hope I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic, but I'm also very realistic and if I know that something is making everybody unhappy, I'm not gonna sit there and try to, you know, as as they as the cliche says, you know, force a, a square peg in a round, round hole. hole. Right. Got so it. now um, do you think that has in part to do with how you were raised? Your parents were not together when you were growing up. But your mom was in a long-term relationship. I don't right. know when all the date, when yeah. how old you were. So I was really young. So Kurt really is like, I mean, Dad. to them, to me, I have parents who've like done the, been, you know, done the, done the deed for a very long time. But right? not married. But not married. No. But but together, for my entire life, I've never known really. I mean, I obviously have. Um, you know, I am a product of a divorced family, but I have had a very present father you know what i mean right. so um so it, it i i think my situation is actually really interesting because you know you you deal with the 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 father that you don't really know very well right and 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 i think that's it speaks to something that i, I hope we we touch on which i think is a really important thing about divorced parents um but i had a stepfather who's really stepped in and and i never knew anything but like a really present father figure right so it's kind of an interesting dichotomy and then for me and in, 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 in my own life and in you know mistakes and all um I, I do. I do think that a part of it is is where we're at in terms of society, yes. and I think that it's just a different kind of a people have a different uh, connection to longevity in relationships. Well, we're living too long. Like Maybe. when you got married in your teens and then died in your thirties, it was easy to stay together <laughs> till death to us part. I also think there's certain things that we don't need as much anymore. You know, I think a lot of times the family unit provided of very specific roles. And then as the roles change, it means that we need to focus on a different thing in relationships for a lot of people. It's not just about like a woman needing to be provided for and the roles are really, you know, specific of the woman's going to be, you know, taking care of the kids and and, and the husband as well. And, um, and that the husband goes out and makes a living, you know, and there's very, when you have such definitive roles, I think it's easier to, to stay together because you really rely on each other for, for your livelihood. And there's nothing wrong with, with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But as 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 women decided to say, you know, what? I don't really want to be uh, domestic domesticity might not really be my what I want to do fully. Right. Um I think that kind of changed marriage. I mean, that's just my silly opinion. No. I mean, but but I but I I think that the more self-sufficient that women are, the less things you're willing to put up with. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, and I think it confuses a lot of men, too, because they're not quite sure where they fit in anymore. Right. right. I think it's 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 definitely challenging. And 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 um, and I think it makes like what you're you know, and, and I, I think our generation has struggled with that. It's like, what is it that we want to get out of relationships? And you have to discover those things. Right. Sometimes that means you end up in a divorced situation, you know, and, and that's what you learned. So you have three children. I have three children. 
and you have they have three I different have dads. Three dads. You freaking beat me, man. <laughs> I used to joke around with you about it. Okay. Oh, I, and I, and I, it's funny too because you know I I mean as much as I would say you know look you know I I I don't recommend it to most. Uh, my situation is quite amazing. I mean, I've, I know. So yeah. tell us about that. Tell us about how it all works. Tell us about like co-parenting. You don't have to get too personal, but tell us your three kids are very different ages. Yes. And so you're dealing with a lot of moving parts and then three different co-parents. How, what are some of the tips you have for our listeners who are co-parenting? Well, number one, I think it's important for a woman, you know, obviously for me personally, I am self-sufficient totally. I do not rely on my partners for any financial stability. And I think that 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 allowed me kind of, I think, a little bit of of freedom to be able to say, to be a little bit easier for me to walk away from a certain relationship and maintain a good relationship with my partners. Because less resentment when there's not money changing hands, do you think, on both sides? I think that, yeah, I mean, I think that you have to look at it Every situation is different, and and I think I really believe that if a woman or a man steps aside from the things that they want to do in their life career-wise to actually be um, a uh, homemaker, a homemaker, or 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 mostly focused on the kids and the house, and what I think you have to decide that inside the family. And I absolutely feel that if the relationship ends up going south, that that person is entitled to being able to you know live a live comfortably the lifestyle to which they became accustomed right. during the marriage absolutely That's i the really legal term. <laughs> i just i just agree with that you know and i think that all of these things i think there needs to be more transparency in relationships from the get go that you just need to be really clear about what you what you're willing to do in the relationship right. and we talk about that all the time when people call up about prenuptial agreements and yeah. they're like oh it's so not romantic and i'm like isn't it more romantic to go in with your eyes open and know then sometimes during the relationship something shifts and you have to re kind of discuss it again there has to be open lines of communication yeah i think that there are sacrifices that are made to to raising kids and and, and starting a family family. Um, and I, that's really, I mean, I, I have a difference of opinion when you don't have children because I, you know, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, to me, kids are a, a, a huge job. I mean, they just, it's, it's a lot of work. It's the best work. It's the best job. Obviously, and it's always going to be your priority, but it has, and, and things you end up sacrificing a lot of things. You just can't do the same. You can't have the same kind of workload if you don't have the support of whether it be, you know, people that help you or your partner. I mean, you just, it's, it's really challenging. So in the sad case that the, that the, there's a dissolve in the relationship, like, yes, the, the partner that I, that took a step aside to, to focus mostly on homemaking and the kids and the house and the family, I think that they, that should be respected, and and whether you're the whether you, male or female, you know, and and uh, and for me, you know, I was very lucky to have partners in my life, and every everyone was a different circumstance, but that um, that we were able to to figure it out, you know. That also being said, I do feel that when you get divorced, you know, you're still in a relationship with these, That's you know, right. you're going to know them for the rest of your life. It's just a different kind of, of relationship. Right. You know, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good weeks, bad weeks. Is most um, of your communication with the two exes via text, via email, via phone? How do you do most of your communicating? All of, all of the above. Okay. And it just goes in, in spurts, you know, I mean. I personally prefer a really laid back approach, um, but sometimes when you're laid back, things can get confused. Flip through the cracks. Yeah, right. you, I think you just have to be super structured. I find that when you're really tr- when you're really open and you talk straight um, and are know. considerate of the other person. So right. many people in their marriages aren't very considerate, and then they realize when they get divorced or break up, you got to be a little bit more considerate because this person is not really working on your schedule anymore. Right. It, exactly, and 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 we've got a lot of busy schedules in our in our family. You know, family. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, I I don't know how I figured it out, but it just work. It really works out for our family. I mean, you know, um, and uh, and I, 
you know, uh, Chris, Chris is on the road a lot um, and Matt's on the road a lot, but they're very present fathers and, you know, we figure it out. And you're on the road a lot, so to speak. Yeah, but not I'm as mostly much right home. now. Yeah, but yeah. you've I know in the past you've done location stuff and right. everybody's loaded up and gone on vacation right. and sometimes the dads come to the location and Yeah. It's true. That's a lot of a lot of balls to keep in the air. And I get asked this question <laughs> often and sometimes I have good answers and sometimes I feel like a total fraud even speaking about like successfully juggling. But let me ask you, how do you do it all? And I know you're just kind of finding your, you know, your footing with the new baby. But how does that, how does it's it work? It's just communication. And sometimes communication can be great. And sometimes communication gets array. I, I'm in a particularly good situation. So that being said, I've got a lot of friends who are in not as good and more challenging situations. So what's the difference that you notice? Is it a power struggle I, because of finances? Is it, I mean, in your situation now with Danny, you're seven years older than he is. Mm-hmm. You have two kids already. This is his first foray into parenthood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, does, what is the difference that you can tell between your friends that are going through shitty, shitty breakups or even staying in marriages or relationships and you? I find that sometimes like when, when my friends come to me for advice, it's like you really have to check your ego at the door. I mean, that 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 is everything. Even if it means that sometimes like you might be feeling like you're giving up something that you're entitled to or that it's unjust. Like you really have to look at the big picture and go like, does this matter? You know? And, and at the end of the day, like it does have to be child centric. I mean, nothing makes me feel worse than when I hear like, there's a particular friend of mine who was in a terrible situation. And I, I was, I was, it was hard for me not to like, open my mouth and be like you you you're 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 still in the relationship like you're oh, still in the bad yes. relationship like you you can't if you think about your child your child wasn't in that relationship your child's right. in a in a different relationship with with their father you right. know and you, now you mom need to be as well you and you need to support that relationship and you you know i think the one thing that i learned from my mom is that no matter what you're feeling and no matter what when i see my friends talking shit about their spouses in front or their ex-spouses in front of their kids i get so upset yeah. because they don't recognize how much that affects their child and how resentful their child would become when they get older on on them. So Goldie never did that. Never. Either did ever, Bunny. Bunny and Goldie. Ever spoke. <laughs> never. Never. No matter what. I never heard a bad word about my father. And and I, and and I, I I it's a amazing thing when you think about that. Like it's just so important and I take that with me, you know, and I think even if it's a little tiny frustration and not even that negative, just, you know, or just a face or an eye roll. They pick everything oh, up, everything. I just say, build up your exes even more than you thought. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, because you know, they're a part of your kids. So when you're talking smack about your exes, your kids not only resent it, but they take it to heart because they feel like it's partially them. And I think that kids are really kids are not only incredibly um, intelligent and, you know, but eventually they can make their mind up themselves yeah. and they will see with their own eyes whatever needs to be seen and they need to come to that on their own terms right. it's not our place to you know tell them how to feel about the, the other parent you know I think that's so important how does Bing feel about his new baby sister <laughs> I know that my older son I was so nervous when I had a second baby because I am like still getting over my younger brother being born okay I was three and I'm still like are you still here like even he's 47 now oh so I was so nervous when Jack was born particularly I think a little bit also because there was a different dad and I was like is he gonna feel weird is he gonna be you know bummed and he's like the best big brother how do your boys Ryder although he's a little older and more mature and yeah, being, Ryder's like an uncle right <laughs> <laughs> like I mean he was holding Ronnie Ryder the other day I was like oh my god I mean it was so I mean it was so cute but you know it's like wow you know I'm um He's so much older than his sister. But you started young. I started How old young. were you when you had him? 23. Yeah. But but so Bing, honestly, it's just such a different energy because 
the way they are. I mean, she's this like little precious girl and she's just, I mean, just even the way her sounds are, it's like my, they can't take it. Right. It's really cute. You know, she's lucky that she has these uh, big brothers, these awesome big brothers. I've seen some of the Instagram videos, the one where everyone's in the kitchen and oh Danny's making the orange head out of I the baby. <laughs> it was a little bit weird. It was so weird. I was like, this is terrible. Then I didn't, I didn't post the other one, but then they started stuffing it with like they made the legs out of ginger, and I was like, I don't like this. this oh, is, ginger this leg is, is a little like strange. Really weird. Um, so you got nine point eight million followers on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And we've seen you also breastfeeding while you're working out. Yeah. Were oh, you just making was... those eggs into breast things? <laughs> Is that what's happening here? I'm just looking at this. It's it's over easy divorce the easy that's, way. That's the online divorce uh, service that we started last year. Why the fried egg? Because it's over easy. Oh, 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 I get it's it. It's not a fried egg. It's an over easy egg. Got it. Yeah. Okay, got it. She just didn't get much sleep last I night, guys. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. New to Podcast One, check out Two Cups of Joe with Joey Fatone and Joe Mulvihill. Hot off his appearance on The Masked Singer, the in-sync singer-turned-actor joins his manager of 25 years to take you behind the curtain of pop culture with their unique connections in showbiz. Download Two Cups of Joe with Joey Fatone and Joe Mulvihill every Thursday on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Laura Wasser, and my mission is changing the face of divorce by disrupting the conversation about how people separate so it's less emotionally acrimonious and less devastating on a family's finances. This is Divorce Sucks, and I am your host. I created the online divorce service It's Over Easy, which gives people the power to navigate their own divorces inexpensively and without attorneys. When I'm not wearing my CEO hat at It's Over Easy or hanging out with you on this podcast, I practice law at my firm Wasser, Cooperman & Mandels in Century City. Our guest today is Kate Hudson, the award-winning actress, producer, fashion icon, lady boss, mommy, and the daughter of actress-producer Goldie Hawn. She played Penny Lane in my favorite film, Almost Famous, and has endeared herself to millions in a slew of other roles on the big screen and on television. In August of 2018, Kate signed a multi-year deal with New York and Company to be the brand ambassador of its $200 million Soho Jeans collection, and will also partner with the company to develop her own ready-to-wear line. In 2017, she published the New York Times best-selling Pretty Fun, celebrating and creating a lifetime of traditions. And in 2016, she published the New York Times best-selling Pretty Happy, Healthy Ways to Love Your Body. In 2013, Kate co-founded Fabletics, a high-performance lifestyle brand with a mission to offer high-quality activewear at an accessible price, available online and in retail stores throughout the U.S. I want to ask you, particularly about the two books, give us some of your tips for happiness. Well, my whole thing about the book is you can't sell happiness. Right. Like, it's not something that, you know, I actually have an issue with people who are like, oh, we're going to be so happy if we're, like, you know, in these clothes. And I just think that that's crazy. I mean, you know, we all have different ideas of what that is, and it's about cultivating what makes you personal. It's about connecting with yourself, isn't it? It's about connecting with the things that make you feel content. And I have this quote that someone gave me, and it's in my bathroom. It says, contentment is a discipline. And and I, I, I believe that. And I believe that um, we need to stride towards 
and toward the thing that makes us feel most content and whether where and where where does that derive from and a lot of times people don't even know where to start you know they've got all these things going on all these stresses well, and, all these things that they think are supposed to make them content yeah or they look to people to see <clears throat> like you know well, what makes that person so happy or they have this misconception that every you know certain people and especially in the world of Instagram you know now where everybody's well, going to say the curated media. life yes. and the curated lifestyle you know I I, I, I try Try to be as honest and authentic as possible, and and um, you know I always say to people like this makes me happy, and if you want to know what it is that I do, you know, then I'll share that with you. But the reality is, is that connecting to myself and to others is what really the source of probably my own happiness, because that that's where I can find out how I'm really doing and grow. Yeah. I mean, when you connect with others, you take some of them with you and give leave some of yourself with them. I know that you um, have some philanthropic notions as well. And to tell us about some of the things that you give to and that you're affiliated with. I mean, the Han Foundation, oh, well, Mind Up, all of those yeah, things. Yeah, well, Mind Up is my mom. I'm on the board of Mind Up, and that's my mom's uh, foundation. And it's it's the same kind of concept. I mean, that started with my mom you know kind of wanting to discover what brings people joy and 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 through that journey she was going to start this documentary and then through that she realized that you know there was such a, a decline in children's happiness and that medication was on the rise and depression was on the rise and suicide was on the rise and bullying and she said how do we create a generation of kids that is more mindful and can be able to step back and assess their own um, uh, emotions and be able to have the capacity to uh, regulate their their you know emotions and um, and so what she did is she went and she talked to all the best neuroscientists and child psychologists and she created a curriculum in schools that I believe should be implemented in every school that doesn't take away from the academic curriculum. It just is a way to teach kids and it allows them to understand how their brain processes, to slow their processing down and to take uh, – to understand how their brain actually works and when they're being overstimulated and when they feel sad, what's happening – and what we found, we did a lot of research on it, was that their grades went up, there was less bullying in the classroom and on the playground, and that you were finding that the the community was actually sort of thriving and working much better together. What, what schools is it in now? Oh, it's all over. We're in like, I think, 12 different countries, and we're, we we service over 6 million kids. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing, MindUp is amazing. And, 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 and my mom, that's what she's been doing for the last 15 years, really. Um, uh, that's her passion, and so and and you know, through osmosis has become my passion. Yours too, right? But you're yeah. also involved and with legacy, UN World Food Program and ba- yes. my girls at Baby to Baby. I know you work. Yes, with. of course. That was where my my girlfriend started Baby to Baby, and that does amazing. I I I, pr- I think you should be a part of things that are global and community based. Right. Baby to Baby. I'm sure uh, it's a great thing. It's a local Los Angeles. I think they're going to start expanding soon, but um, it really is about sort of providing families with the things and the necessities that they need. Um, that's a lot easy, of diapers, a lot, lot of diapers, diapers, lot of formula, a <laughs> lot of, lot of, lot of like, you know, cribs and mattresses and high chairs and things like that. Um, and then the world food program is something I'm also incredibly passionate about. And I'm, you know, starting to, to look at how to incorporate, uh, feeding the hungry, not only globally, but, um, nationally world food program focuses on more war torn areas and, uh, and, uh, places where, you know, families have been displaced and they go into, you know, in, in Jordan into the refugee camp and all over. Uh, they also go into places like Syria and feed the, try to bring food to people who are starving to death, literally. So you're thinking and, of bringing it more home. Well, no, because the World Food Program will always be global, but okay. but but that is sort of hunger to me, and seeing zero hunger is something that I, along with Michael Kors, actually I've been working a lot with on 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 these um, on a lot of these campaigns is something that I just it's so easy to feed someone. We, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and it's something that's incredibly tangible, and yet so many people are going hungry, and it's the basic 
the basic fundamental need of any child or family is to be fed, and they can't function and obviously do anything if they're if they're right. not Hungry. starving. Believe so me, I, I, that's, I, um, especially as a breastfeeding mom, I, I know you know <laughs> we don't want to get you hangry. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's true. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm, I'm constantly, you know, that to me, I I, I you know, I, I just grew up. With a mom who said that for, you know, every dollar you make, you know, 10 cents goes back into something that you believe in. And the same thing goes with your effort. So, and does that go for your kids? Is that how you're raising your three? I, ho- I hope so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know I a lot of schools that. are incorporating that into, I mean, at least at my kid's school, I know at least one of your kid's schools incorporates that into their curriculum, which is like, how are we giving back? How are we practicing gratitude? What are we doing for local nonprofits? But bringing it really into the house is, I, my parents didn't do that, so I didn't know until I got older, and now I'm really trying to impart that to my kids. I'm guessing the same for you. Yeah, I mean, I I do things that sometimes I think are really great when your kids are little. Like, I'll do stuff at the birthday parties where we do gift, you know, where instead of um, instead of giving uh, party favors, which really is just like a bunch Another of... Another piece of plastic in the back of your yeah, SUV. <laughs> I, I do a thing called the charity wall, and I let each kid pick... Where, what charity they want to give to, and that's sort of the that's basically that's you know, very cool. And yeah. then they get to kind of know about what that charity is, right. where they may not have heard of it before, right? So okay. like, so like, Bing will pick three charities, and those three charities will go up, and then the kids for their party favor get five bucks that they get to put into the what charity they like, and it just sort of like reminds kids that like there's a different way of getting right. giving presents. Let's talk about birthday parties for a minute. So I mean, what happens at birthday parties at Kate Hudson's house? First of all, if dads are around, the are they there? Do the dads come? Oh, yeah. Okay, so if they're in town, they're invited to the birthday party. Oh, parties. yeah, okay. yeah. No, we, that's, I mean, we, you know, I mean, Matt and I vacation together. You know, we're, we no, just. No, we just were talking about that. Yeah. Okay. We, it's, to me, it's like the better friends you can be, the better everything is. Just, obviously, there's certain things that, you know, you, you know you're not with each other for a reason. You don't want to, like, live together, right. you know. Right. But. It, Although your brother's show, they're living together. I He's think in the that back sometimes house, with the kids, if it's all about the kids, it just doesn't matter, you know. Um again that you know you have to be two people who both are in the same place it has to you know it's it's hard when it's a when if if you know for instance some of my friends who've been in a terrible situation you know they break up and there's the last thing they'd ever want to do is even see that person again you know that becomes really challenging but if they have kids do you just tell them they have to suck it up I do. I mean, I just think at the end of the day, like, why hold on to pain, that kind of pain? You got to, like, work through it and move forward, you know? Agree. Um, How and- do the guys get along? Fine. Your exes. Everybody likes fine. everybody. Yeah, yeah see, mine fine. too. Every, yeah, per, just, particularly everybody likes Matt, the guy, my Matt, the guy that's the new guy, so yeah. to speak, although he's been around for They all like him the best because yeah. he wasn't in between anybody. The, so. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they all get along. You know, we, 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 you know, it's, it's funny and I, we laugh about it. It's like, this was not what I, I never thought my life would look like that, you right. know, but it is what it is. You got to, you know, all I care about is happy kids. Right. And, and we, we all make that. The priority. So, what do we have? We have got really happy kids. And the other thing I think is important is being on the same page. You know, I mean, I think we really, that's the one thing that I have to say is that I have never, you know, the values in terms of how we want to raise our kids are all the same. That's good. And that's, I think, more important. When I was dating the guys I had kids with, I didn't care so much about what it would be if we split up or got divorced or whatever. What I was thinking more about is, how are we going to co-parent? And so when you enter into a relationship, it's much more important if you think this person is somebody with whom you could co-parent than with whom you could live until you get old. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, I, I've, I've said that to my friends all the time. Like, you know, the red flags to me would be, how is this person going to be at, if, let's say, worst case scenario, you know, do we have the same? I, are they going to be cool? Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. is this going to be okay? Are they going to do what's best for the kids? Are they going to be able to put themselves? A, yeah. And 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 at the end of the day, no matter what, I you know, I have I have that situation. Some days are cooler than others. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I feel like I feel like you know I mean 
And and I and I, I think Matt, you know, wouldn't mind me saying this. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn, but you know, Matt and I really we have a great way of talking to each other about Bing and 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 instilling the same rules in the house, um, and we find that to be really important for Bing's, uh, you know, and for Bing to feel, you know, a, a, a real kind of. That there's not continuity, a, right? That there's no, you know, not the, you, there's no. You're not going to get away with anything in right. each other's house, right? Are, Mommy and dad right. are on the same page, right? So don't try it, right? I, I <laughs> actually just wrote an article about that, uh, relating more to my older son because it was kind of like that phrase "divide and conquer." I always thought that meant that the two the two factions divided and then they conquer, but it was really one faction trying to divide the other two factions and conquer. And I noticed that my 13 year old was kind of of trying to do that with me and his dad and be like, oh, I'm going to be going here, which I used to do with my parents, too. So I understand he probably inherited it. But I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, we totally got together and we, like, put a stop to it. And we were like, we are texting each other constantly. We know everything oh, yeah, you're nice up try. to. We are you watching be, you. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to say to your kids when they're trying to, like, you know, pull one over you to say, you know what? Nice try. Yeah, we like, got yeah. you. We, we know what's going on. And it's a we. It's yeah. important that it's a we. I think if yeah. you can make that happen, that it's like that's my only goal, and I, um, Chris too. I'm assuming oh, Chris yeah. too, because oh, now yeah. you guys have a teenager. Oh yeah. Oh no, Chris and I are. You know, we're good. We're like, you know, it's kind of funny too. I mean, Ryder really can't get away with anything, you know. And 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 well, Chris Robinson's also... seen it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, I, I, I also see a like a, a like this great feeling a warm feeling in my kids when they hear me us talking and laughing yeah and a real connection um because you know we might not have been able to live together and sustain like the distance but at the You're end of the day like, there's real love there yes. and 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 when the kids feel that, I think that they just I think to them it's it makes them feel safe and good. Right. It's all kids want is their 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 parents to like be cool and happy with each other, you know. And totally. Um, and I can really see that when you see that in your kids, and when you see how happy it makes them, it you makes know, your heart warm. It does. I know. It's like uh, you know. Sometimes that means like, oh, you know, I, all right, this wasn't how I expected this situation to go down. But you know, you you sometimes for me, I mean, like, I always say like, I I, I rather say yes than no. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever the situation is. Right. I mean, you know, mo- right. most of the time. But let, yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah. It's being open-minded. It's thinking outside the box. The year before last for Thanksgiving, everybody was at my mom's house in Malibu. So mm-hmm. not only was my mom and her husband there, but my dad and his wife were there. Yeah. But then I was there with both of my kids, both of their dads, my current boyfriend and his two kids, and one of my son's half-sisters. So I had a whole wing of the table. Mm-hmm. And it was like the greatest Thanksgiving ever yeah. because my kids weren't getting pulled from one house. Everybody was in one place everybody was having a good time was there like some moments of like ah yeah of course that's how it works in a family but it was one of the greatest thanksgivings and because it was because i was like all right let's give it a try yeah i have that too i mean we have we have great thanksgivings and everybody's there and it's fun and it's also kind of funny because you kind of time heals you know and i think that obviously like it's divorce is painful and if it was so flippant like you know what i mean it's just not i mean people can see it from the outside and think that like oh it's so easy for people to go through these things and the reality is it's just not now granted i've had you know i had a child of matt but we weren't married but you might as well have been in a lot of ways that's the other thing people don't get you break up our kids are marriage to me i mean that you know i I, if anything that's more than marriage of course um but I think there, you know, I, I I go through this a lot, and I and I'm actually writing a movie about it right now with with my brother. We're we're addressing the themes of what is it to live in this day and age where divorce is so easy for people to say, you know what, I've had it, and I don't want to do this anymore. And what does it say about the generations of people who said I've had it, but I'm going to stick this out, right? And they get through it. And what does that mean about the intimacy of that relationship and the power of them as pillars inside of the home and the family? I, I have that with my parents. You know, granted, yes, 
they both are from they both have been married and right. divorced but you know 37 years later they stuck it out they they're sticking it out and 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 I have to say that as I get older um and not so you know young and and, and Norm's laughing at you saying that you're older <laughs> <laughs> but as I do get more mature, um, you know, I, I do look at that and I think that there's there's something interesting to be said about the people who've made the sacrifice in their life to stay together. Right. And 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 is are are there, it does pose the question: Are people you know like like me you know? it up for everybody. Well, like me, I got this website. You know, it's like, over easy. Come on, right. get divorced online. Yeah, get divorced. Okay, but and and I and I do struggle with those ideas. And I know that there is something important to a family unit about really sticking it out. Does that mean you should be in abusive relationships, or that you should maintain and you know a, a, a deep sense of unhappiness in a relationship forever because of the sake of your kids? You know, that's obviously a, a you know no. I mean, I I'd personally would. You know, if my friend was going through something like that, I would I would probably urge her to not only seek help but to walk away from the relationship or at least reassess it. But we do see a lot of like f- sort of flippant type of situations, that- particularly here in Southern California, particularly in the entertainment industry where there's the bigger, better thing. Often, yes. Well, and I mean, just statistically, we know that. You know, if you're going to get married, the likely you're more likely to get divorced than stay together now. So, you know, you you, you think what does that do to our children? And right. and I would like to think that I'm doing the best I can to ensure that my kids feel that that unit is still strong even in divorce. And I right. hope that that's the right way forward. But, um, but you know, it does pose the question. And, and, and so Oliver and I, you know, Oliver's in the uh, an opposite where he's been with his wife forever since they were young and they have three kids and they, they're, they stick it out thick and thin and that's what he's going to do. And, um, and so it's interesting because there's two ways to look at it mm-hmm. and, and neither of them I think are good or bad, but it's just an interesting question to pose and right? perspective. I think yeah. that'll be interesting. You'll have to, you guys will have to come back and talk to us when you finish the when you're when you're touring on. The, By the way, uh, you'll be if, yeah, it'd be perfect. Yes, thing to talk we will about. do all of your press with you. Okay, Kate, you've shared a lot with us today, but we can't say goodbye without gathering a little bit more vital information. It's called the divorce sucks interrogatories. <laughs> we typically ask our guests if they're married, divorced, or single, but we know the answer to that. You're <laughs> you're divorced and with uh, wonderful. Danny. Yes. And so now my question is, what's your favorite breakup song? Usually it's like a more of a celebratory song. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Oh, this is so funny. Yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask for this because like I have a girlfriend this and her favorite one and I swear to God she was going through this same breakup for like years. I mean, Jesus, in the relationship, they broke up, then they were back together, and then they, and every time it was a Kelly Clarkson song. Uh huh. Is it gone? What's the song? Oh, it gone. Right. So that was one of them. And then there was an Ambrosia song. Was it Ambrosia? These were her trigger songs. Okay. For me, I would say. Oh, these I'm are the friends a hopeless songs? romance. I'm like super dramatic. Okay. My favorite, and it's not really a breakup song, but it's my favorite kind of longing song is, and maybe one of my, maybe my favorite song of all time is Harry Nielsen, Can't Live. All right. I actually know that song. Okay. Is without you. Oh, that's good. But we that's, like it when our guests sing. But that's um, his version is okay. is just heartbreaking. What would you say to cheer someone up going through a breakup, friend? It could be worse. I mean, you know, it's like I always say to my friends, "Look, let's." I say, like, three days. You can talk about it for three days, and then we're done. Stop, right. and then we're going to move on. I like that. And 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 I'll remind you. And then if and then every once in a while she's like, I just have to talk about it. I have to talk. About it. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go talk about it again. We're going to repeat the same things over and over again. But I think it's good to like set time limits on how much you can like wallow. I agree. Um, All right, hold on. I got this okay. one. This All one right. is actually funny. 
being posed to you. And and we're going to get to another section of this interview in a second. What romantic comedy could you watch on repeat? And it, it's okay if you're in it. We're no, cool. I can't watch. I have, a very, I have a terrible time watching myself. Oh, um, my favorite rom-com would be, well, it's not really a rom-com, but have you ever seen Modern Romance? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like one of my favorites. Um, it's not a typical rom-com. And then I guess like a typical rom-com would be Princess Bride. Oh. As you yeah, wish. That's, <laughs> that's one of my faves. All right. Kate, thank you so much for being here today on Divorce Sucks. I want to let our listeners know how to stay up to date with you. So tell us. Your Insta is? My name. Yes. Kate Hudson. Yes. And that's it. How about Fabletics? Fabletics is fabletics.com. Okay. Uh, and you guys and curate yes. stuff so they can actually come and... Well, if they become members, which they don't have to do, we do flex, flexible membership. Um, so they can go on, they can purchase retail, go to the cart, and then they just click off, you know, whether they want to be a member or not a member. Okay. If they want to be a member, you know, it's flexible. So you have to check in from the first to the fifth of the month and decide if you want to buy that month or not. But like a membership allows you into sort of more curated special special things, you know. And then, yeah, and for my – and then I'm doing um, clothes come spring. I've been like – Killing it, trying to get the my jeans. Line. Well, no, it's oh. not. I I do that with so, but New York and Company is my backer for a line of clothes that I'm doing. Nice. Um, that are is really exciting, and it's like we're really pushing towards a sustainable, fully sustainable line, and it's been really fun. It's been a lot of work, but it's really cute, and I'm super excited. And that comes out in spring. That comes out in spring, mm-hmm. so we'll look for that. Thank you again for being here. You oh, and then I have a movie coming oh. out in the fall. Oh, what's the movie? And then I have like. What's the, what's the movie? <laughs> With Sia. Oh. She directed it. Yeah. It's been a long time, and it was a musical that we did. Leslie Odom, Maddie. Do you sing? I sing. Oh. I sing I and dance. I you could sing. You sing I sing, and dance. I dance, I act. Oh uh, but I finally got to do that with my one of my favorite songwriters. So it was really amazing to sing her music. And that's in the fall. It was a big year. New music. Yeah, that's... That that will be you know fall. That, that uh, I just saw the the latest cut of the movie and it's getting close and it's just so exciting. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Congratulations, Thank Kate you. Hudson. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to Divorce Sucks. And if you're new to the show, we're psyched you've joined the conversation. Hit subscribe and you'll be the first to know when the next fresh episode of Divorce Sucks drops on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also ask us anything at It's Over Easy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook or leave a comment on our Insights blog and we'll discuss it here on the Divorce Sucks podcast by me, Laura Wasser. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.